0: everyone and welcome back to but did they do it podcast i am your host mckinley daw and hopefully you guys are all having a good week i feel like i always start my episodes out with saying that um but yeah i it's my birthday week i turn 18 on saturday so that's kind of crazy um what else happened this week oh we got a puppy we have a little golden retriever puppy named Jerry. He's very cute. So I'm very excited about that. Um, other than that, I really don't have that much going on. Um, so let's just hop right into the episode today. So today we're gonna be talking about the Shondell Anderson case. Um, I had never heard of this case before. Um I'm sure a lot of you probably haven't either. Um, it happened in Syracuse, New York in 2017. So not like super long ago like some cases that we talk about. But so I'm just going to read straight from Shondell Anderson's obituary um, so that we can get more of a sense about who he was as a person. It's pretty short, but I'm going to read it anyways. So it says Shondell M. Anderson, thirty of Watertown, formerly of Syracuse, passed away suddenly on Saturday. Born in Syracuse, Shondell was employed by employed with Burn Dairy and attended Palm Beach Gardens. He is survived by his companion Tiffany Brantley, son Camir Anderson, father Alan Harper, sisters Sakona and Sharnika Anderson Tessa dewberry pamela monet and larquisha harper brothers troydell anderson marcus and alshon harper and his grandparents leward and patricia harper and a host of aunts uncles and cousins and friends so that's kind of who shondell anderson was there wasn't a ton about him in that it's hard to find a lot about victims in some of these cases and this is one of them so In the early morning of August 19, 2017, 30-year-old Shondell Anderson was stabbed to death in Watertown, New York. Witnesses told police that Anderson and 30 to 40 people had attended a crowded party at the house of Jonathan Murphy. The police had been called at about 2.20 a.m. after reports of a fight broke out. But officers came, they didn't see any violence, and they left. But they were called back 15 minutes later, and by then Chandel was being driven to Samaritan Medical Center, where he died an hour later. Chandel had fought with several people during the party, including 34-year-old Christopher Swem, who was arrested on August twentieth, twenty seventeen, at a motel near Syracuse, about 70 miles away. Video footage from a car wash outside of Watertown showed Swem placing clothes in the business's dumpster. The police performed serology and DNA testing on the clothing and found Anderson's blood on Christopher's shirt. SWEM's trial began in Jefferson County Court on July 24, 2018. Witnesses testified that Murphy saw that his television had been damaged after the first time the police came and he tried to get people to leave the house kind of stopped the party but more fights broke out with him trying to get people to leave so murphy then asked christopher for help clearing the apartment murphy went inside first and he fought with shondell uh how this fight came about i'm not sure Um, I'm sure he was just telling everyone to leave and Shondell might have been like, I don't want to leave. But so Jonathan Murphy and Shondell Anderson start fighting. So a witness said he saw Jonathan hit Shondell in the head with a pool cue. A few minutes later, Shondell fought with another person of Jonathan's. A few minutes later, Anderson fought with another. F- A few minutes later, Shandell fought with another friend of Jonathan's, and then Christopher went into the living room to assist Jonathan in this fight, and Chandel pushed Christopher's girlfriend, and then Christopher and Chandel began to fight. So none of the state's witnesses saw, like physically saw, Christopher stab Chandel. In this crowded party, no one saw Christopher stab Chandel, but several testified that they saw Christopher punch Chandel in the chest, and one witness said she saw blood on Anderson's shirt almost immediately after getting hit by Christopher, but another witness said that Chandel was wearing a white shirt with a red print, which could have been mistaken for blood. So, there's lots of overlapping testimony here, right? Like, no one saw a knife. No one saw a knife. The, the story kind of is, I saw him punch him in the chest, and then there was blood on his chest. And so he must have stabbed him. But then other people are saying, yo, he's wearing a white shirt with a red print. That could have easily been mistaken for blood if you didn't see him beforehand. Kind of weird. I really don't know what to believe. But... The witnesses also testified that they didn't see a weapon in Christopher's hand and no blood was found in the living room where Christopher and Chandel fought. So after this altercation, Chandel and other guests left through the apartment's long hallway and some witnesses testified that they heard what sounded like another fight in that area. Jonathan also testified that someone other than Christopher handed him a folding knife which he hid behind the stove. Hmm, that's weird. So, Dr. Robert Stapcher, the chief medical examiner at, at the Anandega County Medical Examiner's Office, performed Anderson's autopsy. He testified that the deepest of Shondell's five stab wounds was 4.8 inches, which meant that the blade would have to be at least that long. The knife behind the stove was too short. In addition, stoppature said that four of the wounds were consistent with a single-edged blade such as a steak knife while one appeared to be more similar to a double-edged blade like that of a dagger john Hallett, christopher's attorney used this evidence to suggest that shandell had been stabbed with two different types of weapons Corey jones a friend of christopher's testified that he told christopher about Chandel's death at about 9 a.m. on August 19th 2017 and Jones said that Christopher sunk upon hearing that news like he was sad. Jones also testified that Christopher acknowledged the fight with Anderson and told Jones that he had a knife with him but that he didn't know what happened to the weapon. Jones also testified that Christopher never said he had the knife out during the fight with Shondell. Christopher did not testify on his behalf and Hallett presented only one witness, Panja Mathis, Christopher's girlfriend. She said the fight between Chandel and Christopher started after Chandel pushed her down when she chastised him for pushing another woman. So, she, they're saying that the fight broke out because Chandel pushed Christopher's girlfriend after she was kind of like getting mad at him for pushing another woman. So, the jury convicted Christopher on July 31st, 2018, of murder in the second degree. Assault in the first degree and assault in the second degree. Criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree and tampering with physical evidence. He received a sentence of 24 years to life in prison. And that's a lot. That's a lot of, a lot of, uh charges murder in the second degree assault in the first degree assault in the second degree criminal possession of a weapon and tampering with physical evidence Jeez. so christopher appealed his conviction arguing that he was convicted based on insufficient evidence and that judge kim marshowitz had improperly failed to give the jury an instruction about the cr- circumstantial nature of the state's case Initially, the appeal noted the prosecution had requested the circumstantial evidence charge. Hallett agreed, but then the prosecution reversed course and said no instruction was needed because there was both direct and circumstantial evidence. Judge Marksiewicz agreed, ruling that Christopher's attendance at the party was direct evidence eliminating the need for special charging instruction. Jeez. So, they're just saying that, like, the fact that he was at the party is enough. That's kind of crazy, but okay. So, none of the witnesses who observed the defendant fighting with the victim observed anything in the defendant's hand during the altercation, and no blood was discovered in the room which the defendant and the victim engaged in their altercation. This is what the court is saying. So all of the evidence at trial required the jury to infer that the defendant was the perpetrator who had the knife and that he used that knife to stab the victim. We thus conclude that a circumstantial evidence instruction was warranted. Yeah, it's, yeah. So Christopher posted bond and was released from prison on June 5th, 2020. So this is all like not that like, long ago right like his retrial just began so it's just saying that his retrial began on May 4th 2022 so I'm sure they had a bunch of delays because of COVID and all that fun stuff but it's kind of crazy so it says that his retrial began on May 4th 2022 in Jefferson County Court and the state's case was still insanely circumstantial they only really had evidence that he was at the party and that he got in a fight but other than that nothing really nothing else they don't really have anything else but christopher's lawyer had additional evidence favoring him so jonathan murphy now testified that a man named Xavier Drayton had told him right after the incident that he had stabbed someone and then showed Jonathan the knife. So Xavier testified and denied any involvement with Shondell's death. A Watertown police officer testified that he knew about this interaction between Xavier and Jonathan, but never followed up with an interview of Xavier. Which, if you hear a story like that, you'd think you'd be like, well, we should probably follow up on that. Why is no one following up? So after like a week of trial, nine days, the jury acquitted Christopher on May 13th, 2022 of the murder and assault charges, but it still convicted him of the tampering with evidence related to putting his clothes in the dumpster. So he still has that one charge. But that's going to make his time in prison significantly less than it would have been before so christopher told wwny tv after this verdict quote they've been wasting years of my life for no reason and when they said not guilty everything just lifted off my shoulders you live and learn you grow even that experience taught me a lot of things who was there for me who wasn't there for me how people will lie and they don't care so i just took it as a lesson post quote And personally, let's, I, I just, this, this one is just weird to me because it's like not that crazy, right? Like he only spent like three years in jail. I'm like, okay. Um, obviously I feel very sad. Like that's a pretty, like you go to a party to have fun and relax, right? But then it's like, um, uh, you can't, like, you get, like, it's just, I don't know, it's, I don't know, but it just makes me sad, that really sucks, that's, like, not a good situation for anybody, right, like, yeah, not a great place to be, um, but yeah, and so, after Christopher got out of jail, Xavier never got charged with that crime and he was actually in jail for unrelated charges as he took the stand in 2022 but um yeah and officers testified and said that there was no further evidence or connection linking Xavier to the stabbing but there really wasn't any like you know Uh, evidence linking Christopher to it, besides some people saying that they might have seen him do it. And, um, also during the trial, the jury heard from several police officers who came to the scene the morning of the stabbing, because it's early, early in the morning, right? And one said that he was trying to find the weapon, and he never found it. So they never found the murder weapon. So it's like, with no weapon, it's hard to know, right, because you just can't, like, test it or anything like that, I do think it was weird that Shondell's blood was on Christopher's clothes, that's a little bit sketchy, I don't really know what his explanation was for that, because, dude, that makes you look really bad, um, they were at a party together, though, and he did die there, so, it's, like, he could have been, like, oh, like trying to help him. But then again, his friend told him that he was like, hey, this guy like was murdered at the party last night. And he was like, what? Like, shocked. So if you're shocked that he died, why was your his blood on your clothes? I don't know. It's all super weird. Not a super complicated case like some, but definitely weird, right? And I'm sad for the family that no one has found out who has done this yet. And no one's really serving for this, which really sucks. Um, but it was like a crowded party of 30 or 40 people. Someone there had to have done it, right? Like, I mean, 30 to 40 people is a lot of people. But that at least you have like a narrowed down suspect pool, right? Like, you just need to talk to all those people, And be like, well, what did you see? And I'm not sure if they did do that. But I feel like this is one of those cases that's like, it happened in front of a fairly decent sized group of people. You'd think someone would see something that they haven't said anything about yet. Hopefully people come forward in the coming years. I mean, it's only been five years since that happened. And Christopher Swem only spent three years in prison for it. So, which, three years in prison, any amount of years in prison for something you didn't do is a lot. But, compared to others, it's a pretty minuscule time. But, I just hope they figure out who did it. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. But, yeah, that's the Shondell Anderson case. Um, Sorry, this is a bit of a shorter episode. It's definitely just, like, one of those stories that's not super long you know but i hope you guys enjoyed it um and i will be back with you guys next week with another episode so make sure to stay tuned for that and don't forget to follow us on instagram and tiktok it's at but did they do it pod for both and i'll talk to you guys next week bye guys (music)